Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And this your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Visions. So, Queen K, how was your week since last week? Uh, last week uh, was pretty, it was pretty good. Um, y'all already know my usual. I got to see another day. Y'all know I'm thankful. Um, mm-hmm. God really showed up and showed out once again. You know, I can't even count the amount of times this man is just, you know, put me at wow. Um, was struggling a little bit. Well, what I thought was struggling a little bit until God was like, no, sis, I got you. So <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. just thankful. Um, I was able to take some time out for me this weekend. Um, I did not overbook myself uh, with clients. I kept it chill so my body wouldn't hurt as bad. So I kind of enjoyed it with my kids, just being around them and just just spending time just doing me. So it was wonderful. How about yours? Um, my week has been good. I'm ready for the holiday so that way I could turn off my work phone and not have to <laughs> deal with people. I love people, <laughs> but just not have to deal with customers who are rude. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just like you, every day I wake up, I'm blessed because, you know, COVID cases are going back up and, um, you know, the same fears and anxiety that we had before are starting to come back and, you know, it's just mm-hmm. grateful to still be here because this has been a crazy year and, you know, yeah. So yes. I'm uh, praying for those who have lost someone to COVID and, you know, I'm just praying for your strength. Like death never looks good in anyone's eyes after someone is gone, but just keep pushing through. As hard as it is, you will get to the other side. Trust me. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So with that being said, Complex, what's that sipping tea for the soul topic tonight? All right. So the sipping tea for the soul topic tonight is being a better parent. And I will be interviewing my lovely co-host, Queen Kate. This is a topic that needs to be talked about. Um, There's so many people who have fears of being a parent. There's so many people who have fears that is parents. And, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. just scared. Like I have a little child depending on me. So we're going to interview Queen K, and we're just going to talk about some things tonight. And, you know, she may teach me some things. So I'm ready. All right. (laughs) With that being said, first question, Queen K, what is your perspective on a good mom uh, versus a bad mom. Oh, okay. Um, a bad mom is someone who just doesn't want to try. Um, because okay. I cannot, I, I, I leave it at that because, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, your child doesn't have this, your child doesn't have that, but you're trying your damned mm-hmm. hardest. So that makes you a good mother. If you're willing to put the effort in into raising and protecting a young life, something that you mm-hmm. brought into this world, um, somebody that did not ask to be here, I feel like any effort that you put in makes you a good mother. Yeah, sure, it right. may not look the best on the outside, but you, you're not giving up. Because when you give up on a child, you give up on yourself. Um, so just, yeah. just, just trying, you know, that right there is a good mother to me. Um, anybody that's willing to try, I know it's hard. I'm raising three little ones by myself, and it gets hard, but I will not stop trying. Uh, You have to try. That's what makes you a good mother, somebody that's loving, somebody that's nurturing, somebody that will listen, somebody that will will change the narratives to parenting because how we were raised 
you can't apply the same practices that how we were raised to our kids today. I'm learning that right mm-hmm. now. So a good mother mm-hmm. is a mother that tries for her child, you know. Um, that, that's that's bottom line. A bad mother is somebody that just don't care, you know, um, that will not yeah. try. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I know some of the questions in here, y'all listeners, it's going to be from a mom's perspective. But we got some questions, for, like, for parents in general. We ain't trying to leave the fathers out. But it's hard answering questions and you're not a father, so you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so <laughs> my second question is, um, do you think it's okay to judge a mother without knowing her full circumstances? Because um, I, I ask that because, like, me not having um, – any kids sometimes like you know growing up uh okay I'll give you a prime example in my social work class we had a it was a documentary that we watched and it was a lady Mm -hmm. on there that she couldn't keep a job she kept uh quitting like she would just find dumb reasons to quit like she was at a sex Mm -hmm. store and it, it bothered her that an old man came up with porn just ready to buy it, and, you know, like, he was like, it's a beautiful day, and she was just so offended, like, she felt like he was perverted, so it made her quit, and I remember Hmm. I had judged her, like, you know, you have a, her daughter was, like, 15 or 16, but they were bouncing from hotel to hotel, and I'm like, you know, you're you're a bad mom because, like, you keep quitting jobs, and you have someone depending on you, and my teacher told me, like, as a social worker, you can't judge anybody that sits in that seat. And, you know, like she basically mm. told me I had to get my shit together. So I'm asking you that. Like, do you think, you know, it's okay to judge a mother without knowing her full circumstances? Um, no, it's not okay to ever judge anyone. We shouldn't be judging anyone because we don't have our lives fully together. We don't know their story, you know. We don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. We just know what we see. And oftentimes, Everything is not as it appears. So we can't be mm-hmm. quick to judge when we don't know the full story. Like, for instance, right. the mother that was, you know, quitting jobs left and right. We don't know what trauma she experienced. That man coming up there with True. that porno, something could have triggered her from her childhood that make her like, no, I cannot do this. I cannot be triggered. You know, so we don't know the full story. Um, I work in a child care center right now, and our mm-hmm. motto is to love everybody like family. Like these kids and these parents have been with us for ages. And it's at times where I have to check myself because I'm like, why mm-hmm. she let that child come out here like that? But then I'm like, well, Ned, look, you got kids of your own. What would you do? Mm-hmm. You know, how would you do? Make sure I'm, you know, I can't judge nobody because I know that I'm not perfect. So right. I have to check myself. Once I feel myself trying to be judgy, I have to check in with myself. Like, okay, so you're check, you're judging her about that, but what did you do so perfect, you know? So, yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's definitely not okay to judge anyone's circumstances, especially a mother, before knowing the full right. story. Yeah, yeah. And see, I, I was, I'll be honest, I was in college. I was, like, 22, 23. And honestly, like, that talk my, my, my the teacher had with me that day, it did – Mm-hmm. Open my mind, like okay, you know what that that was wrong. You know what I'm saying? I I got to get it together. I have to be open minded. Like going picking social work as a degree was what helped me to become open minded about stuff like that. And you're right. You know, it probably did trigger her. Maybe she had someone that molested her. I didn't think about that. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay. My next question for you is: What do you feel blurs the line between being your kid's parent versus their friend? 
Mm. What do I feel blurs the line? Um. Hmm. How can I put this? Uh. Okay. So with my kids, right? I mm-hmm. let them tell me how they feel. They are okay. allowed to tell me how they feel on a situation. Now, I was brought up in a household where it's whatever I say goes, I'm the parent, you yep. be quiet, you don't have no feelings, right? That's how pretty mm-hmm. much all of us work. But I'm learning to let my kids express themselves. Now, I feel like when you allow your kids to express yourself, you have to teach them in a manner to where it's not coming off disrespectful or rude to anybody, especially you. You know, you have mm-hmm. to teach them how to express themselves the right way. Now, I feel like right. it blurs the lines when you allow them to to pretty much to pretty much disrespect you and you're okay with it. Because there's a way that you can express yourself, then it's a way that you can be disrespectful. Like, I let my kids tell me, okay, Ma, I don't really like that. But when you yell and all that stuff and you think <laughs> I'm supposed to take it, that's where it blurs the lines because then you're not correcting the problem because then they're going to go out and do that to the next adult. So I feel mm-hmm. like the lines get blurred when you're a little too friendly, like when you let those reins up a little too much, because in yeah. all reality, you have to have some type of discipline in your household. It does not have, like when everybody hears discipline, they think automatic whooping. No, no, discipline yep. is not whoopings. You can take exactly. stuff. You can, um, you know, punish. You you know, it's, it's different ways that you can discipline a child. But once you loosen mm-hmm. up those reins and discipline is off the table of any sort, um, I feel like that's where you blur the lines because the kid feels like they can do this with you, then they're going to do this with another adult or another person, and they're going to get away with it. But that's not how it works. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, when you pretty much are soft on that discipline, I feel like that's where the lines get blurred because they still have to understand that you are the parent at the end of the day. They cannot think you are their friend. Um Right. And that's another issue that I go through, you know, with my kids. I'm trying to get this balance of, okay, look, this is mommy, you know, playing around with you guys, but then this is mommy being serious. I, I'm really having an issue with my youngest one because, he, you know, he doesn't understand just yet. Like, playing mommy mm-hmm. first, oh, you serious. So, yeah. So, yeah. When I think when <laughs> you, you get a little too loose, when you cut the ties a little too much, then I feel like that's where mm-hmm. the lines get blurred. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy that you say that because I know um, growing up, my mom felt like keeping me in the house was the best parenting thing because it's like she wanted to avoid peer pressure. But that can mess up a child, Mm. too, because when they get deprived of their teenage life, they try to live it in their adult life. And it's like, you know, you're out here looking reckless and everything. So, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that we need to turn off our people-pleaser side to others to give our children what they fully need. Like, um, hell yeah. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to let you go. I ain't have to explain. You already know. Keep going. <laughs> no, you can go ahead and explain if you want to. I mean, I've just had, let's see, I've had, uh, like family in the past, like, you know, even not, not, not to bash my mom because I love her, God rest her soul, but. You know, her people please aside, you know, trying to please others and trying to be seen. It's like I told you, me and my sister came second to, like, a lot of stuff. So, you know, and I know that I can be a people pleaser aside, and I'm still battling with that. And I'm like, before I have kids, I want to make sure that they don't come second to anything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so that is what I I recently just went through, right? So mm-hmm. um, I, you all know uh, already, I've said it on the show or two before, but I see a therapist. Well, I used to see her. I don't see her right now because COVID got it all crazy. But anyway, I used to see a therapist, right? And mm-hmm. I am a big people pleaser, and that is my downfall. Like, that is my default. Um, because mm-hmm. I would give and give and give and not think about my household. I would put myself right. in debt, which would make my household go under, but it's because I'm trying to help somebody I love because I don't want them mad at me. I cannot say no, but then my therapist had to get me to understand, like, every time that you're saying yes to this person, you're saying no to the three people that's dependent on you. Every time you're saying mm. yes and saving this person out of this incident, you get behind and now you're left, you know, needing help. But who's here to help you? So I had to right. realize, like, if I'm going to be a good mom, if I'm going to make sure that my kids have everything they need and some of their wants, I have to say mm-hmm. no. I have to, I, I, I cannot care about how other people feel, I need to make sure I focus on what's important. And what's important is under my household. I can't take Mm -hmm. care of other households because I'm pulling away from my kids. Like I really Mm -hmm. had to learn that lesson. And I learned it the hard way because you don't want to say no to your siblings or your parents. You know, you always want to be there to help. You always want them to be happy, but you can't. Mm -hmm. You as a parent, you can't, you have to be selfish when you become a parent, because you have to think about that life that you have to take care of or lives that you have to right. take care of, whether you're doing it by yourself right. or if you have, you know, or if you're married or in a relationship, you still have to, de- your main focus and priority is that household. It's not nobody mm-hmm. else's. And you can, you have to turn off that people pleasing side because it will drain you. Parenting already drains us. You know, we make it look yeah. good. Shout out to all the parents out there. We make it look good, but it does drain us. It takes a toll. And then think about it. If you have a people-pleasing side and you're constantly trying to please other people along with taking care of your kids, you lose yourself so quickly. So, yes, you mm-hmm. have to turn off that people-pleasing side in order to take care of your kids the proper way. Yes, even in relationships out there, people, like, you know, like, be be cautious of what you allow, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't mm-hmm. settle for anything because your, your kids see all of that growing up, you know what yes. I'm saying? Like, they see all of that. So, please, be cautious of what you allow in relationships and everything, and be careful of who you bring around your kids because, like, my mom's boyfriends in the past used to play favoritism between me and my sister a lot. You know what I'm saying? And it mm. wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't cool at all. So yeah, please be careful of who you bring around your uh, your kids. Um, okay, so this next one is, uh, hmm. Okay, no, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. Talk about I was gonna say this next one's uncomfortable, but I got one before that. So the next question is, okay. is it true that every parent waits for their child to come to them later on in life to give their view on the parent's parenting? Mm, I know I'm waiting on it. I, I don't know about <laughs> anybody else's, but I'm definitely waiting on a day my kids can sit back like, Mom, man, you was right. This ain't no walk in the park. Like, I'm waiting on them to say, Mom, yes. you know what? 
You did it alone, but you did that. You did the damn thing, mm-hmm. girl. I'm so waiting for that because I struggle so hard with knowing if I'm doing this parenting stuff right. Like, this has been one of mm-hmm. my biggest battles. Like, I can, I, I've came, um, let me see, I've started back loving on myself. I started back doing self-care. I've started back with my love and all that stuff. All of those battles, easy. Mm-hmm. This parenting stuff really puts fear in my heart because I don't know if I'm doing it right. In my head, I want to raise kings and queens. Like, that's that's what I want. I want respectable kings and queens, well-educated, all-around good. That's what I want to raise because I want to put this – they're our future. So I want to make sure that my kids are doing what they're supposed to do. And it starts at my home. You know, it starts when – I first birthed them, and I fear that I'm not doing a good job. Like, that's that's the reason for this topic, everybody. This is something that I've been struggling with is being a good parent. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody around me like, oh, you're doing a good job. You're doing a bad But, see, it's the struggles that I, I, I face every day. Like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if my mm-hmm. kids are on the right path, if I'm taking something away from them, if I'm not giving them something. Like, I battle with this every day. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, uh, I'm sorry. What was the question? I lost train of thought. No, I was saying, um, do you feel like every parent waits for the day that their child comes oh, to let yeah. them know their view? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I that honestly, would... like, um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, keep going. No, I was saying that, um, when I finally talked to my parents about, uh, parenting, I was telling them, like, you know, you guys did make it look easy, I, um, I said, but, you know, I thank y'all. We went through a lot of hard stuff as kids. Like, my childhood was not the best. Um, mm-hmm. It was out of the norm, but it was not the best. And um, But I will say this, my parents never – they all they always stay together. We always stayed a unit, whether uh, we had down times or not. We always stay a unit, and I thank them for that because they showed me the one thing that they showed me was that you don't leave family. You always stick together, especially with your household, mm. your immediate family. So that put a lot of stuff in me. Like they strive for better. You know, stuff was hard. Um, I don't mm-hmm. fault them for it now because I'm an adult and I understand having my own three. But mm-hmm. I feel like they waited for that moment, the moment that for us to say, yeah, you did it, you good. So I'm definitely right. waiting for that moment. No, I was going to say, like, I think, like, honestly, every parent struggles, but I think the the beauty in it is that your kids don't see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when your kids don't have a care in the world and they don't feel the mm-hmm. stress of what the parents are feeling, because I'm pretty sure there was times with, with my grandma, like I, I told you, my grandma didn't play that like buying name brand stuff. Like we only had new clothes one time out the year. And then like, you know, other times we were shopping at thrift stores and every secondhand stores. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ashamed to say that, but back then, you know, you'd be scared to tell kids that because then they want to sit up there and make you feel bad and tease you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the struggles that they went through, and you don't see it, you know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely a beautiful thing, and yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so this next question is the uncomfortable question. But, listeners, just please be open-minded out there. Some of y'all may not agree, but, hey, listen, we have to bring it to the platform. What is your perspective on adoption and abortion? Mm. Okay, um, I feel like, for me, right, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like it's up to the woman. I feel like it's her choice. It's her life, right? Yes. Um, I can't say I fully agree with abortion, but I understand that in some circumstances mm-hmm. and in some instances you may have to. Um, you know, we don't know the story. And that's why I would never judge. I'm never want to judge anything. I don't know what happened. My thing is when mm-hmm. they make a decision like that, they're making it with the best knowledge that they have. They know what's going to happen. They've planned this out, you know. So I can't judge right. a woman or fault a woman for that. Um, I just feel like at the end of the day, as long as they've made peace with it and they know why they made that decision, then Mm-hmm. I can't – who am I to say, oh, you shouldn't do that, oh, don't do that, that's frowned upon? No, because right. at, at the end of the day, baby, that's between you and God. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I can't make or break that's you. Hurt. I'm not the one holding your hand at night. I'm not the one paying your bills. I'm not in your life. So I can't tell you if it's wrong or right because, hell, I don't do nothing right all the time, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody makes a big deal about it. Some people make a big deal about it and say, oh, you're killing this, because, but okay, but what about everything that you're doing? No sin is greater than the next, so we need to remember that before we go judging people. Um, We can't keep judging people, and then you drinking and smoking and partying, or you living with somebody, uh, and you're not married, but you're going to judge the person Mm -hmm. that got this. You don't know why she got this abortion. You know, she could have been a rape victim. This could have probably been a whole nother scenario. She probably wasn't Mm -hmm. ready. You know, that's why she gave the baby up for adoption. At least she tried. She carried this child. She gave this child, you know, all the nutrients and stuff that it would need. So it can bless the next family of somebody who can't have one. So you can never judge a woman's decision either way for abortion or adoption. You cannot you cannot judge the decision. That's how I feel. I feel like it's to each his own. At the end of the day, it's between you yeah. and God. Yep. Well, I'm going to rip a Band-Aid off, you know what I'm saying, just so I could seek my peace. But um, there was a time where I had a – it was a false alarm, but I had took a pregnancy test because cycle was just, like, not coming on. And it said that I was pregnant. And the first thought that came to my mind – was abortion because it was a very mm. messy situation. I was struggling, but I battled back and forth. Like, you know, after abortion, I battled with, okay, how about adoption? There's somebody out there that, you know what I'm saying, can't have kids, and you would give them a blessing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just start to think, though, because I feel like any decision you make, whether you keep the child, whether you put up for adoption, whether you have an abortion, it's going to change your life. And I just thought about, like, okay, if I put the baby up for adoption, I'm going to get attached. I may not want to. Uh, You know, if I do put the baby for adoption, they're going to wonder and feel neglected and come second and have all of these messed up things that I had. And I was like, I don't want that for my child. But I will say, like, for anyone who does judge someone who thinks of abortion, you have to understand that that's not the first, like, that's the first thought, but that's not the only thought that comes to our mind. We battle mm-hmm. with this. And like Queen K said, we do not need the judgment. You have to understand. It's, it's like she said, you can't judge. You, you don't know the whole full circumstance, and even if you did, you still can't judge. Yeah. It's not your life. Exactly. But it took, thank God it was a false alarm, and I told myself that, you know, the next time, like, I really am pregnant, I'm I'm going to keep it. You know what I'm saying? But 
that was God yeah. saying, like, yeah, you better get it together. But, yeah, the emotions I went through, I'm telling you. Speaking but, uh, of uh, ripping band no, it's fine, because speaking of ripping Band-Aids off, um, mm-hmm. I did not know I was pregnant with my second child, Kendall. I did not know at mm-hmm. all. Um, anybody that knows me knows that when I had Marcel and – he was just turning a year old. Um, I was working out. I had just got out of that relationship. It was very toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I found out about Kendall, I was actually on my way to get my third, second depo shot. And you know you get those mm-hmm. spaced out every three months. So I had just had right. to give you a pregnancy test before they give you the shot. I went to go get my second one. Um, when I went to go get my second one, you know, I took my little urine test or whatever. I seen her walk past the room, and then she came back, and she was like, well, I can't give you your shot. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, okay, no problem. You guys are in out. I'll be back tomorrow. And she was like, no, mm-hmm. I can't give you your shot because you're pregnant. And I'm like, well, that can't be possible. So then I remember the nurse telling me that, you know, this blood work, is never, what she say, is never a positive, negative situation. Like if the urine said that you're pregnant, then nine times ten you're pregnant. But I can mm-hmm. remember the thoughts going through my head. I was still living with my parents. I had just mm-hmm. started a job. I had just got into becoming a new mom. I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy. So I actually contemplating abortion. Yeah. Um, I actually contemplated suicide for one. Let me just I'm I'm sorry y'all, I'm just letting y'all know where my mind was at because it was so much going on with me that right. I was just battling with. Like I my mom took care of Marcel the first year of his life because yeah, I could do it, but I was not there mentally. I was not prepared for a child. Um, so mm-hmm. me and her, it was like a co parenting thing, me and her took care of him together you know she helped me out a lot whether she knows it or not but her and my dad they were like my backbone when it came to me raising myself yes. um mm-hmm. so I actually contemplated suicide at first but then I'm like no I got to be here for Marcel but what if I just get rid of this baby you know nobody knows mm-hmm. about it and then it took for my doctor to call me and she's like, well, you're farther along than we think. Um, you're actually four months pregnant, and that changed my life. And I'm just like, yes. I can't, I can't. I, I instantly grew a connection with her at the mm-hmm. at the ultrasound appointment because I saw my baby, and it was just like, Nat, you can't do this. You cannot give up on her. Um, right. So that. I, I thought about abortion, but it was just like you said. Well, just like I said, you can't judge anybody because you don't know the full story. Like, even though I told you guys that, you guys don't know the full story. You don't know what I went through, the whole backstory. Mm-hmm. So you cannot judge people. Everybody goes through that. But like you said, that's not the only thought, you know. I knew right. that I, I was trying to weigh out my options pretty much. Um, but when I did finally get Kendall in my arms, it was like, okay, because I did, I was going to give her up for adoption too. I was going to give her to my sister. I was thinking about it a lot um, because I didn't know how to take care of two kids by myself. But, mm-hmm. hey, with the grace of God, I made it work. So, yeah, it's, yes. it's definitely other thoughts in our mind. It's just not like kill, 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 like you guys make it out to be. And it's not that at right. all. So, yeah. Yes. Well, I, I never knew that, but hey, thank you. See, we be healing on this yeah, platform. Okay, so I just got four more questions. I got four more questions. <laughs> uh, okay, 
So my next one is, because like you said, you know, as parents sometimes you're never fully ready to have kids unless you're rich, and sometimes you're never fully ready then. But do you feel we can pour from an empty cup when it, when it comes to our kids? Because, like, I didn't heard people say I only had two doms and I had to stretch out that penny after giving my kids what they wanted. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> baby, you make a one. <laughs> You make a way. Um, I will definitely say it is hard pouring from an empty cup, but you make a way. You definitely mm-hmm. make a way. Um, like I said, I wasn't – my empty cup was my mental state. Like, I was not fully there to raise one, let alone two kids, but I made a way. I had my ups and downs. Um, I've been short on money. I went to bed hungry before so my kids could eat. But you make a way. You sacrifice yes. everything. Like, um, just it's it's crazy um, because you know you don't think that you can pour from an empty cup, but it's the strength that God gives you yes. in order for you to do it. Like, um, it, it has been some trials. Like, it is not looking back on my life now compared to me with three kids to me with just two I was going through hell and high water but now with three it's just like oh I'm okay I got this um but you (laughs) definitely make you definitely make a way you do you do um pouring from an empty cup from a non-existent cup you will find your way yes oh okay is there such a thing of um spoiling your kids or do you feel that word was made out of jealousy because like some 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 families kids are more they're they're more privileged and more blessed than other families. So like, what do you think? I feel like it's part jealousy, and then it is such thing as well because spoiling your kids and giving them everything they need is two different things. Like people can see like, oh, your your kid has. Um, name brand this, name brand that, and they're considered spoiled. Well, no, they just have clothes. To them kids, it's just clothes. It's not until Mm -hmm. you teach them to be arrogant and braggy, that's when I feel like it's spoiled, when they have to have the latest of this and the latest of that. That that, that to me is kind of, well, no, hmm, how can I say this? Because I don't think that's spoiled either. I just think that it's what you want to do for your kids. Um, mm-hmm. who am I to say that they're spoiled because they get everything they want? That parent can do that for their kids. But I feel right. like, yes, yeah, spoiled is probably made out of jealousy because you can give your kid all that they need. And like, for instance, my kids, they don't wear name brand and all that stuff. I get them what they can. But, see, people would think that the kid that gets the name brand stuff is spoiled. But my kid gets just the same amount. So why? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Sport is definitely made up out of jealousy. Um, I, yeah, I I really don't know. Because it's like I'm battling with that right cousin. now. Yeah, go ahead. I have a cousin that was for you. I ain't going to say no names. I feel like... I feel like it, it is made out of jealousy, but I also feel like spoiled is when you can't tell your kids no. Even when they're throwing mm. temper tantrums. Man, my cousin, okay. listen, my cousin, she used to give her two daughters everything they wanted. And one time she said no, and her daughter was falling out, kicking and screaming all around the Ooh. store. You know, um, I feel like spoiled, you know, her her oldest daughter at the time she used to like my my cousin has had 
lit parties since she was little, okay? And I mm-hmm. get it. Like, she had, she had, uh, I forget that clown that they used to have in Detroit, but, like, he, uh, like, you know, he was, like, one of, like, the little DJ hip-hop clowns. He came to her first birthday party. By her sixth birthday party, she was just always expecting grand parties. So it's like she would just be like, okay, all right. my, my Like, she, would, she just became unappreciative. I'm like, you spoiled little brat. So that's what I think. I don't know. <laughs> I, I okay, yeah. Sorry. Now, when you put it in that way, I do know a few spoiled kids. The moment you, you can say yes, 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 and the moment you say no, baby, yes. I done seen them fall out before. Like I said, I work in child care. So I've seen some spoiledness, um, uh, but that is not to get it confused with getting them everything they need. Now, if it's something they want and, you know, they they already have everything they need and then you're still doing and doing and doing, then the moment you tell them no, that's, that's a telltale sign you can tell if your kid is spoiled. If the moment yeah. you tell them no and they pass out and throw a fit, that <laughs> means that they are spoiled. Yes, I do yes. agree with you. Green K? Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I'm here. It had blinked out. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Messiah came up the stairs, and I was just trying to mute it out. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. fine. Okay. Well, um, two more questions. Do you feel you are a bad parent if you let your child figure things out on their own before you step into help? Because, you know, um, I, I can't give away. I can't do a spoiler alert. But it was an episode where um, Jack was trying to let uh, uh, his one of his sons that was crying was trying to let him um, cry himself to sleep. Like, you know, they was like, we can't keep running to him. He has to learn how to calm himself down. And, you know, mm-hmm. the mom, she just felt so sad hearing him cry. So do you think you're a bad parent if you let your child figure things out on their own before you step in to help? No. No, because like I teach my kids right now, I'm not going to always be here. So you have to learn these things on your own. Um, I feel like I'll, I'll step in when I see that my kid just can't do it. Like it's a few things that I'll, I'll let them just go out and experience on their own. I have to. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. I've been having this issue, and I, I guess it's just with boys, but they just don't want to take showers, right? <laughs> so this is, <laughs> I know it's probably, it sounds funny to y'all, but this is an issue that I'm having. But I've learned that, okay, I done told you you have to take a shower, but you want to go out there and be musty, okay? I'm not about to fight with you. I'm just going to let people start <laughs> talking about you, and then maybe you'll listen to me. So it is, it's, right. I mean, I know that that's just one little thing, but that's what I'm just going through right now, but... I feel like with life lessons, you can't be there to hold their hand all the time. You have to teach them how to uh, learn how to solve their own problems. Um, right. It's building, uh, what is it called, problem-solving skills within them. You have, you cannot, we learned this in child care. Like, we can't solve a kid. Like, when two kids get into it, we're not allowed to say, oh, you go to this corner, you go to that corner, or here, y'all share this. No, we have to literally make them sit down at a table. We have to make them talk out the problem, and then they have to figure it out themselves. You're helping them to build problem-solving skills on their own. And that's the same with parenting. You have to let them bump their heads first before you can step in. Now, if you see your kid just not getting it, then I feel like go ahead and step in. But as for me Mm -hmm. and my household, 
No, I let my kids try to figure it out on their own first. And then if they come to me like, Ma, look, I didn't try it this way, this way. I need your help. What can I do? That's when I'll step in because I want them to build that independence. I want them to be able to depend on their own knowledge and their own wisdom before they come to me. Yeah, I know they're young, and y'all hear me talking like this, but kids understand more than we give them credit for. We need to realize mm-hmm. that these are little humans out here that that's going through, you know, their minds are wondering, and they can figure out yeah. anything. It's us that hinders them from, you know, yep. being fully capable. I, because my three-year-old, I'm not bragging on my son, but he's, he's a lot wiser than three years old. Like the stuff that he does and stuff that he says, is more on the level of where his siblings are, 9 and 10, right? Um, yeah. And I know y'all probably like, oh, whatever, she's just saying that because that's her baby. Probably, but no. <laughs> y'all have to actually be around this boy to see, and it's just because I don't hinder him. I don't baby him. Mm-hmm. I let him come up with his own problems, his own solutions. You know, I just let him go for what he knows. I just want to see where his mind is. So in doing right. that, I've learned that they they're they're capable of solving their own problems. Like we don't have to step yeah. in and hold their hand and rush to the rescue every time. They can do it on their own if you just let them. Oh no, I remember in my psychology class, it was a video of a a one year old. I think he was like going on two. He figured out how to put the tape into the VCR and how to eject it. They do figure out. Mm-hmm. If yeah. a, if a two year old can pick up a smartphone, they, they they copy what they see. Trust me, they're watching. Okay, yeah. last question, Queen K. What is your advice to the listeners on um being a better parent? Or we're with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is no handbook on parenting. One person's way of parenting may not work with yours. Do not second guess it because I know that I do that a lot. I'm like, oh, they're doing it this way. Maybe I should. No. You do what's best for you and your children, okay? You have to remember that. Um, Prayer. Prayer works. Please pray. Pray over your household every night. Pray over your kids. Pray over you and your mental state. Also, Mm -hmm. um, like I said, just understand what we, how we were taught and raised growing up, we cannot apply to how we raise our children now. It's a different world out here. And I've just started recognizing that the stuff that, you know, I'm not saying that my parents uh, didn't do it right because they did what was for their, you know, their time frame, but it's different now. So we have to make sure that we're adapting to this different world as that we live in. We have to make sure that we're giving our kids all that we need, all that they need and want, you know. Um, so just make sure that you just take it one day at a time. Every day is different. Every day brings a lesson. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's okay. It's okay. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. But just like I said, mm-hmm. just trying. Trying is the most important thing um, because I know me trying and me praying with God, th- those are the only two things that's keeping me right now with this parenting stuff. So. That mm-hmm. is my, my – oh, and don't forget your self-care because you cannot lose sight of who you are while being a parent. You have to make sure you carve out that me time. That is so important. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it for me. Okay. All right. Well, um, let you – you got any as a woman – you got the as a woman question this week. 
Yes, I do. All right, y'all. We are back in full effect with the as a woman, okay? So, <laughs> hold on, y'all. I gotta, I gotta get it back. You know, it's been a minute since we had these questions. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. As a woman, can we fully forgive the person that brought us to our lowest point in order for our hearts to heal properly? Mm. I think, yes, you have to. Um, this goes back to, like, the damage control episode last week uh, where I said, you know, if you don't forgive that person or, you know, if you're still looking at the past, you'll never fully be present for your partner that's right there. So you have to um, fully forgive the person who brought you to your lowest in uh, understand why it happened. I, you know, I'm learning not to hold grudges towards people who have hurt me and, and to understand that, okay, this is a weakness that I had and you were brought into my life mm-hmm. to pinpoint that out. So now I need to make sure that I don't do that going forward. I don't want to keep getting stuck in the holding grudges and the anger phase. I just want to let it fully go. Because when you look behind you, you always bump. You you either miss your blessing in front of you or you bump your head a lot looking behind you. Mm. Okay. Um, I feel like it's important, but it's very hard. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie, Complex. I struggle with forgiving so much. I, oh, I've, I've been praying on it. I really have been. But it's just like, little things that they do or say, it will trigger me back to that hurt, even though I try to move past it so that I could be better for the future and, you know, better for my present. But it, 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 it definitely, that's something that is really messing with me because I, I can't fully forgive yet. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I've been struggling with. That's why I, I ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, it's about definitely, it. it's, it's definitely hard to forgive and to forget. It definitely is. When it comes to family, you can't really cut them off. But, I mean, some people, hey, some people can cut them off. But I've learned, like, okay, if this person is hurting me, I have to, like, keep you at a distance. You may not like mm-hmm. the fact that right now we can only talk over the phone. I'm not I'm not ready to see you face-to-face. You may not like that, but... You have to reevaluate mm-hmm. why why we're here. You get what I'm saying? And if you can't respect that, okay, hit me up when you can. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll you'll get to a place where you just realize, you know what, I don't have to deal with this bullshit. I don't have to keep yeah. dealing with, you know what I'm saying, the hurt that you give me. And honestly, if it's a friend or a boyfriend, get the fuck on. Why is you still in my life? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay. But yeah. Okay. So thank you for answering that question. So Complex, do you have any glowing businesses of the week? I have one, but I want to ask the guy how to pronounce it before I say it. So I will wait to next week if that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> I don't okay. have one. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so we'll wait. I just want to make sure. Stay tuned for next week. <laughs> I don't want to butcher okay. it. I do not want to butcher it. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Okay, so well, do you got something to say? Nope, not really. I, I I did a spoiler alert last week. I'm so sorry. I'm shutting my mouth this week. Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> Threw my whole little time off, but it's okay. I still been watching. I finally met. I do got something to say. I finally made it to season four. Yay! Yay! Even though DC <laughs> spoiled a part for me, but you know I'm not gonna say nothing. Definitely spoiled oh, something this morning. I was just like, oh, what the hell? What's going on now? But now I'm, I'm putting pieces together while watching season four. But thank you, DC. Oh, <laughs> but uh, that's that's about it. That's that's all I got to say. Uh, this is us, y'all. Tune in. It'll get your life together. <laughs> you think you're not going through nothing. Watch one of them episodes, okay? <laughs> I, right. I I bet you, you'll second guess something. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, actually, I do got something to say. Um, yeah, y'all can tune in. Uh, I don't know when we're doing it, but we're going to have Queen K and Ace to Face from Opinions and Assholes on. We're actually going to talk about This Is Us instead of you. So, yeah, I can't wait. We're going to analyze. Whoa, so, yeah, wait that, a minute. That's what, what I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Say, run that back. Run that back. We're going to analyze This Is Us instead of you because it's more fresh in our minds. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no. All right, now. I thought you were about to shoot me. I thought you were about to shoot me when no, you said, I told you, Queen Cake, but you got that mama song. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but you know, you is my show girl. I love me some jokes. Mm. Anyway, I know. Crazy ass. Need to hear it <laughs> <laughs> All right, Queen okay. K. Uh, what is the AO Queens and Kings quote this week? Okay, y'all. I have two sponsored by Pinterest. Um, the first one says <laughs> Strong women are born, they are made by the storms they walk through. My queens out there, this is just dedicated to y'all, okay? Um, kings, I love y'all. I salute y'all. But this right here, this quote is just for them, just for the queens. Y'all, it don't matter what storm you go through, baby, because at the end of the day, that storm will pass, and you will come out shining like new and stronger than ever. Always remember that. Just remember that you are okay. God got you. And he'll never put too much on you than you can bear. That hit close to home because my mom actually told me that this week because I was, like I told y'all, I was going through some little trials. And then uh, she was like, look, girl, you already know God ain't going to put too much on you that you can't bear. Suck it up. You all right. Mm -hmm. Like my mom, like she's like no emotion (laughs) type chick. She'll she'll like hear me when I'm at my point where I'm about to cry. She'll tell me, suck that up. You all right. So, um, so yeah, I had to remember. <laughs> Once this storm passed, my rainbow is coming, and sure enough, my rainbow dropped like just like that. So, y'all just understand, it's okay. That's what we made of. We made of those storms. Those storms help us to build who we are. They're the reason that we're so strong right now. So just remember that it's okay. Yeah. And then yeah, my last one is: today's pain is tomorrow's power. Just like I said before, y'all, it's okay to go through the storm. It's only teaching you valuable lessons. Everything is a lesson. It's, I'm telling y'all, it's a blessing in disguise because it's a lesson. Just understand your trials will become your testimonies. Just stick in there. You got to stay, stay strong. Just fight through it. Keep your head up. Don't give up on yourself. You owe it to yourself not to give up. Know that you are worth so much. Just know that. 
So those are my A.O. Kings and Queens quote for the week. Complex, was that no apology thought for the week? So I do apologize, y'all. Um, just know that I cried, and um, if somebody cried, I do apologize. Listen, this one is going out to my friend Natasha. She got me together today. So the no apology thought is if you forgive, you have to let go. Never keep record of wrong. And in the words of my friend Natasha, she said we have to get out of the mentality that whenever something is going good in our life, when it comes to a relationship, we have to stop thinking that it's not, like it's too good to be true. We have to stop believing that, you know what I'm saying, we, we're we not deserving of the healthy type love, you know what I'm saying. We have to stop thinking that we're only worthy of the problematic and the toxic relationship. She said, quit playing damage control and only address problems mm-hmm. when they present themselves. And, you know, that really hit close to home. You know what I'm saying? She said, like, you got to stop looking for it. Stop trying to push a person to see how far their anger will go. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, just understand that you are deserving of everything that you ask for in life. So thank you for that. Um, I just had to put that out there because, um, yeah, I had to learn to stop playing damage control. It, you, there's no way mm. that you can stop pain from happening. Pain brings growth. You know, it's it's growing pain. Yeah. You you get more wisdom, and if it didn't kill you, it only made you stronger. So yes, that's my no apology thought. And yeah, with that being, <laughs> thank you. And with that being said, I'm Complex Angel. I'm the vibe. And I'm Queen K. I'm the vision. And peace and love. We are out. Peace and love.